Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from New York, New York, it's the Hollywood Godfather Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Gianni Russo, Patrick Piccarelli, and Megan Horan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and here we are again, Hollywood Godfather Podcast. And tonight is a special night to us. We've been talking about it for about a week, and uh, we are celebrating our seventh month published, and we cannot believe the accolades, and we're going to discuss them with you. And, and for the next week or two, add your comments and s- send it to the, the mailbag, and we'll answer your questions. So, so, in other words, we're going to be talking about our favorite topic. Is that, is that Pat? That's, that's me. That's Pat Picciarelli, the, the great author, co-author. And that's what I keep telling everybody, nobody believes me. And our millennium is here. Oh, hello, everyone. But you're getting, look at you, you're going to be seen on the street and people say, you're the millennium, we know you. <laughs> it's like you as the kid, I'm going to be the millennium. There you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, it saves you a lot of time. <laughs> okay. That's longer than my first name. <laughs> yeah, Hello. You have to get a tattoo, Megan. Oh, I'm not getting any of those. I am the millennial. Oh, jeez. There you go. All right. Well, I think we all have to be grateful to our audiences around the world, which we'll get into and talk about, because I know a lot of people who are just listening to podcasts don't really understand even where we're published some places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, how many countries are is the book? Seven yeah, countries. yeah, I'm not fully uh, clear on how many countries we're published in. Do you know, Johnny? Yeah, we're in seven countries right now. Which ones? Uh, well, the biggest ones that are, and then they spin off, obviously, um, St. Martin's Press has the United States. Their parent company being um, um, McMillan. McMillan Press, right? which is probably one of the oldest book publishers in the world. They have us in um, Scotland, all through um, the Ireland, UK. UK, Ireland. Right. And, uh, New Zealand and Australia. New Zealand and Australia. No, Australia and New Zealand is Simon and Schuster. Right, but it's still, I'm just I'm no, rattling no, off I, countries. Oh, I th- no, I thought you meant... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Okay, no, please. Okay. For the confusion. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't care who published it, so... <laughs> uh, but the, the, the most important question, are we in Italy? Yes. Really? I hope so. Through, okay. well, All right. through Simon and Schuster. And I, the reason I know we're in Italy is because we, we got a tremendous... Write up in OG magazine, which was in the uh, April edition. Mm. And the last time I was in OG magazine, this is a classic story. I used to have the uh, ability to be picked up at Leonardo da Vinci Airport mm-hmm. by the Vatican. And, you know, so as soon as they see the Vatican limousine with the papal flags on it right. and all that. So, um, which is a classic story. I don't know. Did we ever tell it on the air about Don Rickles? The, the one with uh, uh, you go pulling into the restaurant? Yeah. And uh, Don Rickles? Yeah. We're pulling up Don the... Don Rickles story? Yeah. yeah. It's a funny... We should repeat it anyway. I, I, the Vatican yeah. picks me up. Okay. The priest meet me at the steps of the stairs and just wait for the luggage to come walk it, and they take it off and I go in the car. Mm-hmm. They leave, go to hospital, the hotel, the Ambassadori. So this this night we were late. So we're pulling up on a Saturday night 
on, on the Via Veneto in front of the Excelsior Hotel. I used to stay across the street, but they had a little cafe outside, Cafe Donet. Mm-hmm. And so we were coming up there, and as we're driving, I forgot the car I was in. No, oh I knew God. I was in a limo. Yeah. But as we're driving up the street, the people are standing and going, pop, 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 pop. They thought I was the freaking Pope. Oh, my gosh. So, Only you. <laughs> but the funny, as soon as we pull up, I'm with Nick Nitty, you know this. As soon as we pull up, I always used to sit behind the driver so I can get out on the street out of respect to an older man like Nick. And he'd get on the curb. So I got out, and right across the street, Cafe America, was Don Rickles, his wife Barbara, Bob Newhart, and his wife Barbara. And Don Rickles starts screaming, that's Johnny Russo, he stole the Pope's car. Nobody knew, I mean, he's so (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Was that the last time they ever let you in the car? No, what happened, we left there, because we had some drinks, and the, the, the next episode, was why I never got the car again. Because we went to Jackie O's on the Piazza di Spagna. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, but there are no cars allowed in the Piazza di Spagna unless you're in the Pope's car. So they dropped the chains so we could pull up maybe 200 feet to Jackie O's. That's where the entrance was. Mm-hmm. And we went in. <laughs> when we come out, the sun was coming up. We got in the car, went. The next day, in the paper, OG's paper, it said the Pope had a late night at Jackie O's. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And that was it. There's oh my goodness. That's crazy. That was the end of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I know we're in which I'm so I mean so happy that, you know, here I am twenty something years later mm-hmm. and they recognized our book, which is, you know, great. I mean, but the publications, when you think about it, I mean, it started as you know, Pat, you were there at the book signing that night. And one of my closest friends uh, who owns Whitney Globe Media, William O'Shaughnessy, I mean, he, he pulls the strings on so many things people don't even know. Mm. He was the head of the broadcast local union in America for years, and he's very yeah. well respected. So he picks up the phone, he gets a lot of things done. But And that's how we, we had that, uh, the thing where um, Pat was at the table we sent you home. You were young. <laughs> what after the book, after the book at, launch at the, party? At the book launch party. Oh and, yes, I and, went home after, before and, that dinner. And, and Rich, Richard Johnson from the Post, who's been awfully good to us, also. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, he has. How many articles now? But I don't know. With him alone, I think six, seven. Yeah. But the funniest thing was, he got fired, which I really felt bad about. When did he get if fired? I find out why. I can't, nobody's talking about it. So I, I don't, you know, I'll leave it alone. I know I'm going to see him this coming Monday night at the Yale Club mm-hmm. because uh, O'Shaughnessy is launching his book, mm. which I love. It's the cover of his book says Radioactive, <laughs> which it's him. It's a great picture. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see him. But I saw Emily Smith, as we all know, because we got a headline there two weeks ago. In the in page six, right across the top. So many page yeah, six I mean, features for you. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's really crazy. But you know, it's um, to me. Even Michael Kaplan of, of the Post, the, the March March third issue of Pope. Right. 
We had two full pages. Godfather actor claims he knows who killed Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, you can't, like, no one's going to turn away from that title. Everybody's going to want to read that. Well, that's why they do. Well, I'm selling papers, and they're happy. We're happy, I think. Right. So, oh, we're, oh, we're thrilled. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. You, obviously, you've done your homework, little girl. I did. I tried to find... It's, it's like there's so many articles out there that you can't even keep them all in notes. Well, share but, some with our audience. You read them now. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, there's those that there's so many page six that came both before and after the release. So that's always good, good right. press for before. And um, as I said, Johnny, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. What are you, uh, what's your attitude about book signings? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Hmm, I love them. Question. No, I love them. I, I like going to them. I've done several and they, they, they were scheduling more again. And you, I, you get hundreds of people at these things. Yeah, yeah, and, and every every place I go, especially the Barnes and Noble ones, they say this is that you, we can't, but they're adding chairs all the time. Even at Shakespeare and Friend that night, hmm. they never yeah. have you know, and that's that's a very prestigious little bookstore here. Right. And I didn't know that either because I passed it a hundred times. It's right up the block yeah. from my church, Saint Saint Vincent's, and um, but again. No matter where I go, it's it's really a, a, a privilege and an honor. I mean that people are responding to the book the way they are, mm-hmm. and um, we were just told Pat and I that our paperback is coming out July seventh, twenty twenty, and and only Pat would know this. I would never know because I never published a book before. That's pretty fast to come out. Really? Yeah, fast, yeah. How long does it usually take? Well, in uh, I can only give examples of what I've been through. My last book, uh, Street Warrior, it was uh, two years, about maybe about twenty-seven months hmm. after the hardcover came out. Uh, the paperback came out. Yeah, that, the, the publishers capitalizing on this. That's for sure. Which is a good thing because they capitalize, we capitalize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but uh, now you're gonna have to go through this all over again. You know, there's gonna be more book signings. It's like. Uh, uh, it's all, it's all going to start over again, mm-hmm. and, and this is going to be this is going to be a mass market paperback, a regular size paperback. Right. So the, uh, the 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 price will be reduced. You know, there are people out there that they can't afford. How much is our book? Twenty six ninety five or something like that. Twenty nine. Yeah, I think it's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Uh, twenty nine and change. Well, you know, <clears throat> oddly enough, books are priced. I don't know if I ever told you this. Mm. They're priced by weight. How really. Much the book weighs, yeah. in, indicating. You know, how many pages are in the book dictates how much the book weighs. Generally, the more pages, the heavier it is, obviously, the more the book is going to cost because they have to cover their costs. Unless you can have a thinner book. Uh, ours, in, in the world of thick books, we don't have a thick book. Ours is over 300 pages, but we're not talking about an 800-page behemoth, right. which would justify a 29.95 book. We got to sell it to 29.95 because of the book and who you are and the Godfather and all that. Our book shouldn't be twenty nine ninety five. By weight it should be about twenty four ninety five or twenty five ninety five. Hmm. But they had enough faith in the book uh, because of you and the subject of the book to price it at that and they got it, obviously, because we sold tons of books. And that's and still selling, very curious. It's still selling. And I'd be various uh, very curious to see what the price of this uh, mass market paperback is going to be. Well, I, I, talked to, I talked to Charlie Spicer, who we all owe our allegiance to. He was the one yeah, that bought the idea. book. Yeah. And our, our agent, uh, Frank Wyman, 
and um, and even even uh, call the, the the kid at the who ran the PR thing for them. The, these guys, yeah. John Carley, rather. What am I talking about? John yeah, Carley. Yeah, John Carley. Yeah. And uh, they did an amazing. Again, this is my first book. I don't know how it goes normally. But to me, it's been just a, a great run. No, they've been extremely nice. This, this is my fourth book with St. Martin's Press. Uh, and they've always been nice to me because they know who I am and they know that they say, you know, this is the date you have to submit it. I'll submit it ahead of time and reliable. That they know. But they've never uh, come out like they have for this book. I mean, look, they have a huge investment in it. They you know, printed a lot of books and all that. But right. still, they went way out of the way uh, to be extremely gracious to both of us. Particularly at that book, book party, the president or the CEO, what's that woman's name, Johnny? Do you remember? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, but wait, now, the now, older woman? I hate to say she, she, I mean, she is the CEO of the company. The CEO, yeah. Uh, that, wow. Yeah, she's... What, what is her name? I got to keep talking. I'll look it up. I have it. Okay. My she, uh, she went way out of her way to come up to me, and she was so gracious in telling me, uh, you know, they're going to be looking forward to uh, publishing more of my books and, uh, you know, we want to see them first and uh, I really enjoyed this. And you can tell she was genuine. I'll tell you this. St. Mons Press does not give book parties. They're not... Really? Uh, they aren't known for it. They're a high mid-level publisher. That's their ranking in the pecking order of things. So they're a big-time publisher, but they don't throw book parties. And the one they threw for us uh, cost them a few bucks, and everybody was there. The CEO shows up. Sally Richardson. That doesn't Sally Richardson. Sally Richardson. But you know, oh, I, what I, nice I, I would like to give well, the accolades to our book party to St. Martin's Press, but I have to say, is my two close friends who've supported me forever. It was uh, um, Donna and Richard Soloway, mm -hmm. and they they paid for that party. That was a fun party. They threw that party for us at the Republican the Women's Club. And um, okay. because, as you pointed out, uh, St. Martin's Press will give you a budget maybe of $1,000 to have a party. Well, yeah. Hello. But uh, the fact that they all showed up, I think, was a great uh, yeah. feather yeah, on you, you never see the CEO of a, of a publishing co company show up for a book party because that's all they'd be doing. If they went to all the oh my parties, God, yeah. all, all the books they published, but you know she she was very solicitous and very nice and very nice to my family. Just it just one of the highlights of my life, and I and I and I oh, truly wow. mean that. That's, That's awesome. Great, yeah, yeah. So special. Yeah, after be, after being in his business for twenty years, this has been the highlight of my writing career. Wow. That's, by the way, I'm looking forward to another highlight. By the way, mm -hmm. Johnny, second book. We got a part two. We got a lot of them coming. Oh, there's part two. At least a part two. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's yeah. funny you should say that because the podcast itself has brought us now because uh, of our new deal that we're doing right now with the, with taking the book and doing a, a 10 one-hour miniseries out of it, a limited series rather. And uh, with that said, a lot of it has to do with the people who are listening to us right now. Because we did the stats today, and we've been into th over three and a half million households. And I'd like to give a, a, a cheer to Patrick Bet David mm -hmm. from Dallas, Texas. When he called my house, I'm saying, this was like two weeks after the book came out. And he said, I'd like to come with a camera crew 
I said, okay, what, what are we going to do there? Right. He said, I want to come and, you know, give us, uh, give me an interview. And uh, he owns, uh, a, most of you probably already know, his, his network is Valuetainment. And uh, he, he gave me a, a plum today because he called me and I told him I'm going to mention him tonight. And he was very happy. And he just went and did a three-hour interview with Sammy DeBull Gravano. Really? Who, who's been really? In, who's been in hiding. Wait, what? Well, he's not in hiding anymore. He just got out of prison. No, he didn't. Yeah, but I'm saying he's hiding now because oh, there's, yeah. there's rumors of uh, a gentleman that just got out of prison. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I about which that. we will not mention that name. Okay, yeah, please don't. Of course not. No, 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 no. I don't want to be involved. No, please. And so um, he, he said, you know, <coughs> that was an amazing thing. And he, and he gave me the stats today. Our, view, our viewers on Valuetainment, and you can go to it and go to the Johnny Russo uh, interview, hit 800. On YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Hit 810,000 yeah. views. Which you know, to me, I'm not a Kardashian, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you're up there. I'm starting yeah. to feel good. I didn't know that. I thought you were related. <laughs> I knew them well. I knew no. the father especially. You know, she. I mean, well, you, yeah, the father was. Yeah. They used to come to my house as little girls on North Elm Drive and on, on Sunset Boulevard, Beverly Hills. But uh, who would have known? Who mm-hmm. would have known? And I, I've done a couple episodes for them. I've been on the, that show. You, know. you need to find that for me. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you can probably pull it up. They were, they were going to try to create a rumor that I was Scott's father. Because I, oh, so I had so many sons. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And, but, yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking kid, so it was a compliment. <laughs> and then I said, no, no, this ain't going there. Don't, don't, don't do yeah. this to me. Because they didn't realize what I was doing. Right. Ready to write a book, ready to do it. I, I don't want that connection. <laughs> I'm not a, a Kanye West, whatever his name is. What's Kanye name? West, you got I, it. I, I don't want to be that so guy. So in the know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway. But I, I have to thank Pat because, again, 810,000 views. Yeah, that's pretty. One show. But we're up there. We're at three and a half million households right now, which is helping with, you know, the likes of the Netflix and, and the Apples and HBO, who's very interested in bringing us out mm. with our show because they look at households. Yeah, of course. And that's what drives it. So so what was, when the, after the book came out, what was the first um, review that you guys saw that you thought was a big deal? Publishers Written Weekly. review, okay. Oh, we have Publishers that's Weekly. That's what I thought you were going to say. Publishers Weekly is the gold standard of reviews for the industry. Right. Now, you know, uh, we got blurbs for the book by some big names. We got Robert De Niro. We got a whole bunch of people. And that's nice. But a savvy reader knows that, well, they're friends of ours. They're friends of Gianni's. And that's actually going to say nice things. Mm-hmm. But, but even, when you get a publisher's even, weekly uh, review, they generally come out uh, about a month before the book actually comes out. And if that's good, you're set. Right. Oh, so those those and, come and out ev- before the book comes takes out. Everybody notice of a publisher's weekly review, okay. and believe me, they they can pan a book. If they don't like it, oh my god, they they'll like say it. it. And they've been known about it. Yeah. I, oh, again, yeah. I didn't know it because as these reviews were coming out, they kept calling me St. Martin's Press because again, not being in the business, 
the buyers of the books, not not distributor. the distributor of it. Mm-hmm. We got more distributors because of the reviews, so we broadened our, uh, right. our sales. I, you know, it's not the, the person. Publishers they loved it. Yeah, yeah. They said they Russo's exhilarating memoir packs a punch. Yeah, but you know, they, they just, you know, because there's so many, we got so many reviews that they just took a portion of the Publishers Weekly thing on there. But, you know, uh, readers who read and who, who, who know the industry see a review like that, and let's say they're on the fence about buying it, they see a, a, a glowing review from Publishers Weekly, and they don't give a lot of glowing reviews, uh, they buy the book, you know. So that helped us tremendously. So that was, the, that was the major review. But we got so many, right, Gianni? I mean, a, oh my God. Uh, Book list gave us a very, very good review, and uh, and actually everybody on Amazon. I don't know how many uh, reading reviews we have now. Do you know? I haven't been on the page lately. Mm. No, I haven't been on. I'm not sure either. Yeah, quite I, a few. Quite yeah. We're up to you know uh, uh, mostly five star reviews. Yeah. Uh, on, on an average, I think we're like four. Uh, the average of a couple of hundred reviews we have are like uh, four and three quarter stars out of five. You know, so uh, that's this all helps. Oh, when, when readers like it, uh, that of course means a lot because the average reader will say, "Hey, they like it. I probably will too." So mm-hmm. That's how it works. And, and when, when you were saying about uh, who did forwards, I mean, the one guy that really impressed me was Gay Talese, because Gay Talese has been a decorated writer for years, and he did a big thing on Sinatra, which is my, you know, my mentor in, in one way. And he, he was a top writer for the New York Times for years as a journalist. Really? I believe Gay Talese won the Pulitzer Prize for uh, yeah. something. Really? I mean, he's, he's, he's an icon. In the, no, I in, mean, in for him to do it. And then even and Nick Pileggi. I mean, these guys are not slouches. Yeah. And they're great writers. And Nick Pileggi wrote oh, yeah. also Casino, the movie. Oh. And won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah and he right, also uh, wrote the book which was called uh, Wise Guy, but right. they couldn't call the movie Wise Guy because at the time it was a television series, Wise Guy. Right. So they changed mm-hmm. it to Goodfellas <clears throat> when they, they turned it into a movie. But uh, Nick Pileggi, I mean, he's a tr- tr- tremendously, w- very well-respected writer, as was his wife, Nora Ephron, yeah. who uh, passed away a few years ago. Uh, uh, two powerhouses. And they gave us blurbs, and they loved the book. And uh, uh, and it, it hit the stands running. Uh, we, we sold past our advance I think an hour and a half literally I mean the first day we sold through our advance imagine the advances wow. that we got for the book yeah. yeah we paid back yeah in an hour yeah. and a half that's crazy <laughs> yeah. first first day out yeah. that's crazy you know who's a, a very good fan and I, I want to share this on, on the air because he's given me so much air time is Neil Cavuto Neil Cavuto you know had me on and He's a national. I went on at 11, 11, 20, 11 40, uh-huh. and he kept me on for the whole 20 minutes. And he's uh, people who don't know who he is. Tell the viewers who he is. Well, he's, he's the top broadcaster, Cavuto, for Fox News. Right. And he's national. Television. Television. And uh, not only did he give me all the time, promoted the book to death, but on March 19th, in front of me, I have a letter that he wrote to me. And he said, I just had to write you a brief note to let you know how much I enjoyed reading your book and what a pleasure it was to share your story with my viewers. 
And then he went on and on and on about wow. Hollywood Godfather. And that's typed by his secretary and signed by him. And then the he book went through the ceiling after your, uh, after your appearance on that show. I mean, it just shot up like a rocket. Yeah. And then he yeah. wrote me a hand, handwritten note. He said, it's such a pleasure when you come on my show. Thank you for coming. Wow, that's it's awesome. Handwritten. It's I mean, Very great. That's special. Yeah, it's, it's, he seems like a nice guy. I, I, I haven't met him, but he seems like a... Like a very nice person. Yeah, and he don't, and you know, can't get on. And he says, anytime you want to come back on, which we'll do constantly, fortunately, you know. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. But I like some of the research you did, Megan. That uh, tell us. I don't probably even know some of the things you've done. Well, I looked mostly into the New York Post page six articles, and you know, looking up the names. And I mean, you did, yeah, Fox News. You did. I, there was an article from Fox Business. From March fourteenth, what was the what day did the book come out? The twelfth, March twelfth, March twelfth. March twelfth. Yeah. yeah, so that was the fourteenth, twenty seventh. You were, you did a story on ABC. You were at Chicago's Morning Show. I mean, you had so many appearances right after, and they even continued in through September with some of the articles. I know it's so crazy. So it's like it just keeps coming. But yeah, it's funny. And I, I tell the, you, usually the, usually these appearances uh, tend to peter out after a month or two. You're still going strong with these with these appearances. In right. fact, I I, uh, I lined one up for you. Uh, we spoke about this earlier in the day. I'm going to send you the information. Call this guy. Yeah, he wants you on the he wants you on the show. He's got uh, he's got thirty two thousand viewers. That's nice. Well, yeah. thirty two thousand viewers. Okay. Tonight yeah. after this at eight thirty, I'm going on the air to ten million households. <laughs> this what is, show? I don't even know. What's it called? I don't know. You think I... Oh, no, I didn't I know. even know you had one tonight. No, tonight, yeah. Ham radio, it's called. Okay. Ham radio. I'll be on ham radio tonight. He's got so many phone inter interviews all the time, we Ten both forget views. about them. Yeah, it's um, crazy. But yeah, Pat, like you were saying, that's one thing that I think has been so crazy is the longevity <clears throat> of how current these stories are. Like you see all the time, I'll see a new article where it's like, Godfather actor, new Marilyn Monroe. Like, he's still everywhere, even months after the I'm book has you, come I, out. I, you're so right. It's, it's you're truly right. I've amazing. Done a, I've done a lot of these books, and they, you know, there's a big push at the beginning, which makes sense. It just gets published. Right. And after, you know, if it has legs, it ha it, that's three months. Yeah. And after that, it starts to wind down, and everybody gets ready for the next big book. Mm -hmm. Even going seven straight months, and, he, and Johnny's still doing appearances every week. Yeah, and there was just a New York and Post article. And not only article. in this country, but in other countries. Right. But yeah, now he's going to England, Scotland. I'm glad. I mean, You're everywhere. They yeah, want me to go to Australia. Got, I said, a lot of likes. The, the flight is too long. <laughs> the guy's not alive. No, that's true. It's it's really long. I know from the city of Philadelphia, it's the furthest point in the world from the city of Philadelphia. It's like Sydney or somewhere in Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's halfway around the world. Right. Yeah. That's. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, no, I, not I, either. I not think it's 21 hours. I'm right. sure it would be a great trip, but that's a long flight. Well, it's funny because I did the Today Show in Australia, and I said they said we'll bring you over. I said I'm not going over. The hell, I've been to Australia a hundred times. <laughs> I said, uh, aren't you connected to NBC here? They said, of course. So I went over to NBC at night. I told you, Pat, and they put yeah. me on live. I was on the morning show in Australia from Rockefeller Center here. Oh, that's awesome! Which I is, think I saw what time that. did you have to? What time did you have to do that interview? I had to be there by eight thirty in, in the night for the morning. Okay, mm. which was great. 
Yeah. But the funniest thing, this may sound crazy to all of you, but I'm the guy that used to read all those rag papers. I've been in them a hundred times. But inquiring like that. Yeah, the inquirer. Well, the inquirer, nobody realized that Frank Costello owned. Did you know that? Oh, really? Wait, what was that? He owned what? The the inquirer newspaper for years. Really? Generoso Pope, who (coughs) bought the paper. Frank lent them the fifty thousand to buy it. Hmm. Look, any uh, 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 appropriately so, any Pecker owns it now. He's a, he's a good friend of Trump's. <laughs> oh, the guy down in Florida, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But the other thing is that what I was going to go to, other than the Inquirer, we got the headline of the Globe newspaper. I, I got the date here, March twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. Headline, the front page of the Globe. Godfather Star tells all, Marilyn was murdered to protect JFK. Mm. That's, I mean, this stuff. I mean, you had Men's Journal. There was a whole spread in Men's Six Journal. Six pages. Right. Six pages, Men's You can't get publicity like, I mean, getting publicity like that is worth its weight in gold. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, we have to What's thank the-, the kids that are listening to us and people and buying the books. Kids yell to me on the street. What? What's next in your uh, marketing uh, trips? What do you have planned? Oh my God! Well, like tonight, I'm doing a show. I have yeah. a meeting. I have a meeting on Tuesday with WABC that was just purchased by a friend of mine called John Casamitides. Right. Oh, the supermarket guy. Yeah. Well, he, if he, you met him at that my book signing. Yeah, he was at the party. Yeah, I met him. I mean, this guy. That's. We had four billionaires there that night. <laughs> well, well, hold it. Five with me. Right, no, that's right. I forgot how wealthy you were. Oh, yeah, you were. sorry, Pat. Yeah, of course, of course. Come on. Uh, oh, and Megan's father, six. Oh, my God. Six, six. six. Okay, six. Ay, ay, ay. No, but it's, it's but crazy. But anyway, so Tuesday, you, you'll be discussing what? What can you say? Well, no, no, well, they're they're offering us time on their radio. I don't know if we want to. I got to see if it's a conflict of everything else we're doing. So I'm being very cautious. But I'm meeting them at three thirty at their offices here in New York. That's good. Well, the way it sounds, at, at first blush, as they say, being on 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 two media at once uh, can only be a good thing. But let's see what they have to say. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Yeah. Um, you have any other little accolades you want to share with us, Megan? Um, I feel like I've touched upon everything that I I wanted to bring up. And do um, you have any notes, sir, that you want to talk about, Pat? Well, I tell you, would you like to hear a horror story about book signings? Go no. ahead. No. I do. Okay. No, I don't want to hear it. You're not afraid of anything. This, <clears throat> this is why I asked you if you like book signings or not. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you show up and you have a couple of hundred people at a book signing, well, that's a good thing. But if you're unknown, like, like I am, or was particularly like 15 years ago when I was starting out, uh, I would go anywhere and do anything to sell books. So uh, an Air Force base in Ohio, I forget the name of it now, but a huge Air Force base, has a PX there. Now, that's a, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a post exchange. That's for people who live on the base and shop. Well, people that have been in the military and retired can also shop there. It's, it's uh, cheaper than other supermarkets and department stores. But these PXs are not what you might think they are. This was about the size of a Walmart. I mean, wow. huge. And it got everything in. It was uh, thousands and thousands of people on the base. It was in the area. It was around. This was in the Cleveland area. And there's a lot of retired 
uh, military people there, and they can shop there. It literally looked exactly like a Walmart. I wasn't expecting this either, because when I was in the Army uh, many years ago, they didn't have that type of a PX. So anyway, I go there, and they had, I forget which, uh, which book it was, but they had a display set up in the form of a pyramid, books stacked on top of books, and it comes to a point at the top. Mm-hmm. It must have taken them hours to do this. Hundreds of books. So I'm, and they're treating me like gold, picked me up uh, uh, and, and drove me through the security and all this. I said, this is going to be great. You know, to, for them to, to, and they had to buy the books. You know, the publisher doesn't give you the books for a sign. People have to buy these books. Right. So the, the Army, basically, the Air Force basically bought these books. So no sooner do I sit down at the table, there was a line of people there. I never had a line before. Wow. Uh, we're all set to go, and all of a sudden, I hear a siren. I mean, a loud siren. And all of a sudden, everything stands still, and the place clears out like somebody uh, announced a fire. Wait, what? Place, I mean, there was hundreds of people in there, and they ran through the doors. And I was sitting there and saying, what the hell just happened here? And the officer that I was with, Air Force officer, says, well, we're in Tornado Alley, and that siren indicates that a tornado is heading for us. Well, that's oh a good omen. So, actually... I had to leave, and we went into this, uh, you know, uh, uh, shelter. It just missed the Air Force Base, but the day was shot. I, well, mean, I think by I... the time that you know all, all this was, was done, all the emergency vehicles didn't sell one book. Oh, well, that one book. <laughs> well, the, I'm glad and, you told this because we'll now, never now, go to a book signing in Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And to make matters worse, I'm driving home. I, I had a, a a white Jeep. Uh, uh, Grand Cherokee, and I'm driving home on an interstate. Now, between Ohio and Pittsburgh, we're obviously landlocked. There's mm-hmm. no water, nothing. This object swoops out of the sky. It's a freaking seagull. A seagull. We're <laughs> 800 miles from the nearest ocean. I mean, a seagull crashes into my windshield. Doing Man, who knows what how was he was I mean, really I'm lost. Hello, dude. I'll tell you right now. This was what an what omen. A bad day. Yeah. This was a real bad day. Smashes into my windshield. I was doing 60 or 70. Who knows how fast this bird was going? Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a head-on collision. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the, and the, the bird... What uh, a way to end the show. The so we find out, don't <laughs> go to Cleveland for book signings. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not even going to, going to Ohio anymore. That's okay. funny. I don't blame you. <laughs> Seagulls. I mean, what... That's that's my horror story. With with that story, let's go to our mailbag. All right. (laughs) You're the best. I love you. Hey, if there's any mail from Cleveland, don't read it. (laughs) They don't tell us where where they're from, so everybody's in the clear. All right. Still have to get me. (laughs) (laughs) So first, um, this one's from Adam. Adam says, I've been listening since episode one and have heard how the podcast has grown with every episode. Oh, great. Between Gianni and Pat's life stories and Megan's legit real reactions, this show will grow and grow over time. The life Gianni has lived is a history lesson as well as a look to the future. One question for Gianni would be, what do your friends that are still here or in the life think about the show? Keep up the great content and thank you all for the book and podcast. And thank that's you for that. Question. Yeah, that's great. I Wasn't appreciate it? that. Great message. But my friends in the life don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> thank God. That's what I thought the answer was going to be. Next. <laughs> well, what about your friends? You have any other friends who aren't in the life? 
Not really. Not, mm. not listen to podcasts. Okay. You know, they, they, they have better things to do, as Got they it. would say. My children don't listen to it. Well, sorry. Close friends don't listen to Adam it. Adam really likes it. I have somebody in the room that hasn't even read my book yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's cute, though. All right. So, Kayla uh, says for Gianni, I was scrolling through my guide on TV one night and came across the American Heroes channel and saw the show playing that was called Mafia's Greatest Hits. It instantly made me think of your podcast and book because of its relationship to the mafia or mob, whichever you prefer to call it. I have only seen a few episodes so far, and they have been about people such as Al Capone, Bugsy Siegel, and Dutch Schultz. It just made me wonder if you have ever seen this series, and if so, how much of it is actually close to the truth. Do you know that show, Mafia's Greatest Hits? Not at all. I'm like I'm like one of those friends. We don't watch those either. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I was watching something last week uh, on one of those cable stations, uh, they all have a lot of stuff about the mob, but this, the title of this show, and I'm paraphrasing this, was uh, the uh, the real story behind The Godfather, the movie. Mm. So I, I want to see this, and I turn it on, and who do I see being interviewed? Gianni Russo. You. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did that for the History Channel. Yep, yep. I saw, yeah, this was, how, how many years ago was that? They, they, they didn't date it. No, it was about five, I would say maybe five or six years ago. I, I you know, I enjoyed doing it. I was honored that they picked, it was, uh, Robert Duvall, uh, James Cohn, obviously. I don't think Pacino yeah. did it, and, and, and no, De Niro didn't do it, and one or two yeah. other people. But they gave me a lot of airtime, and then yeah. and then I was sorry I did it because nobody knew what I looked like today from being Carlo. So I had a, a you know uh, <laughs> a, a, a very easy life. Now I walk down the street. And they yell, hey, Carlo, I saw you on oh, the gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Now they associate you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That yeah, even Francis Ford Coppola was on that show. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Did, uh, he was on a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. If, I, I, think say, if I'm, know him. I think if I'm talking about the same thing, I had just watched that special like a week or two before I met you, which was so funny. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. That's wild. So. Maybe you match where your mother was to sort of too. Yeah. Because I mean, your mother I guess came so. out of church and she's... I know him. <laughs> I mean, she's seen the movie a million times, but. Yeah. All right. So Karen asks for Pat. I'm curious if Patrick has always had an interest in the mafia and if he had any direct experiences or stories while he was in active duty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I mean, <laughs> I grew up down there. Uh, all, all my relatives were involved. and uh, Of course, I was, I was a child at the time I didn't know it's a real like you know you, you don't know when you're a kid what you're getting yourself into or, or who these people are uh you know you, you you see them for six months out of your life and then they vanish where did they go you know they're on vacation yeah they're doing three to five and sing sing you know mm -hmm. uh did you ever but, arrest uh, him, a mob guy or anything did I what ever arrest an, a, mob, a mob guy a mob guy no never did Smart kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I was especially you know, living I, in I, the neighborhood. <laughs> I worked. I worked undercover for a brief period of time against the Chinese uh, gangs down there. I oh yeah, selling, well, that, that's allegedly. I, allegedly, I was a crooked cop selling stuff. But mm. uh, the Italians, uh, a lot of surveillances and a lot of things like that. But no, we didn't. I didn't know, lock up anybody. Okay. Got it. Right. I had an opportunity, by the way, to uh, to get involved in the arrest with Mario Biaggi. 
with the lot. Mario Biagi. I love Mario Biagi. Who's that? One of the top okay. Deck Mario Biagi was a congressman, uh, a former NYPD Lieutenant Medal of Honor winner, and uh, a, a very, uh, a very famous guy when he was a cop and a very famous politician when he was a congressman. But he got involved with a guy named Meet Esposito uh, in some kind of a corruption investigation. And they, uh, they hired me. I was, wasn't a cop at the time. Uh, one of the uh, news uh, stations, and I, I won't mention who it was, hired me because they were flying down to have meetings in St. Martin. You ever been down to St. Martin, Gianni? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, the I, French had a, side I had a, of the French side or the English side? The, 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 it's the French or the uh, Dutch. Side. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, timeshare on the Dutch side, but I've been going on there for 30 years. Oh, wow. Somebody told them that, and they hired me to go down there to get to get pictures of them together. And I wouldn't do it. Mm. Wow. I mean, I, I, I turned it down, and uh, uh, and Biagi heard about it, that I, that I had turned that down. I didn't know Biagi. He personally called me to thank me for turning that job down. Oh, was, wow. was he in a wheelchair by then? Uh, not then. This was in the early 80s. But his legs... Yeah, he, when he was a cop, he was in a uh, uh, mounted unit as a uniformed cop at right. the start of his career, right. and a horse landed on him. Right. And he had leg oh, problems. As he got older, they got worse. But he got his uh, Medal of Honor by, uh, he was uh, a detective at the time, or, or maybe a lieutenant at the time, wrestling with a guy in the backseat of a car. He had a gunfight in the backseat of a car. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and uh, obviously, Biagi uh, came out on top. He got the Medal of Honor for it. He didn't die too long ago, about five years ago. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Old guy, but he, he always had a Christmas card. After that, I got Christmas cards from the guy. Wow. I mean, a real a real gentleman, and he really appreciated that I wouldn't do that to him. I admired the guy, and I would not take the job. Yeah. So hmm. uh, that was that was the end of that uh, client, by the way. <laughs> I never heard from them again. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you right now, I, I got to really know him well through, uh, through the years, and I saw him just before he died. A great man, a nice man. Yeah, very nice, a real gentleman. Anyway, but no, getting involved with the mob, no, I never arrested anybody. No. All right, I think this is a good one to end on. So Georgina asks for both Pat and Gianni. Before the book was released, how did you predict it would be received by the public? Wow. Did you ever think it was it was gonna? I'll add to that. Did you ever think it was gonna be as big as it is? I, I mean, I, we were hoping so, and and after reading it and what Pat did to it, I mean, it, 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 understand this is my life of seventy years, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was totally amazed with it, actually. So was I. I never, I, you know, as I've mentioned often, I've been in this business a while. Uh, I've never had a reception for a book like I've had from this, and it's still going on. It's 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 the gift that keeps on giving. Right. I expected it because of who Gianni is and the Godfather and all that. I realize I'm a you know I, I'm a good writer. I'm not going to say I'm not, but for this book to have the legs that it has, I owe it all to Gianni and his life because that's what they're buying. And you guys make a perfect pair. So. Well, not really, though. No. You I know, Pat. I mean, it's I have the life, but the way you wrote it. Everybody, well, everybody tells me I, that. I, I thank you for saying that. But no, but it's true. I mean, well, yeah, it, if the story was told story. badly, yeah. then it would have flopped. But that's true. That's true. But, and not yeah, only but the pe- people tell me the kid. Yes or no? No, I didn't expect the reception that we're getting and continue to get. Right. What, what I continue to hear, and I thank everybody that's listening to us, 
they say it's such an easy book to read. Right, people can't put it down because right. of both the content right. and the way it flows, and it's written so beautifully. It's like it's yeah. a perfect combination. So that, that you know that I, I I mean I'm very religious as most people know. So to me, to wound up with Pat as my co-writer, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this several times. I've had major guys thrown at me that wanted to do my story, and they they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I talked to him on the phone, which most people don't know. Him and I wrote this book on the phone. I never met Pat right. until the book was about know. to be released. Right. It's funny. We met oh. in, in, in uh, but, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. hmm. Well, you guys did a good job. That's well, sure. I, I got into his head and I stayed there and I had a great time doing it. No, it's great. If you're not That's having awesome. fun doing this stuff, you've got a real problem. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't it, even it, imagine. It's, it's rough work. Oh, I'm sure. It's solitary. Solitary work. It's got a lot of hours. It's just Johnny. Johnny will tell you. We talk every night of the week for hours sometimes. And if you if you don't enjoy what you're doing, and I had a ball with this book, and I'm continuing to have a ball with this book. That's awesome. Just having a fun time. Great. Happy for you guys. And we want to thank all of you. Seriously, here we are with in thirty something hours 30 already. Some. I'm starting to lose track. And uh, seven months of the book being on the on the streets, and it's still a bestseller and still going. We're going to be sharing a lot of more news, fortunately, of what's going on in all our lives, and where we're taking this book to another level and different medium. Mm-hmm. And we have to thank all of you for supporting it and continue to support it and subscribe. We love doing the show, so I mean, and without you, it's fun. what are we doing? It is for? fun. So God bless you all yeah. and thank you. And stay tuned, man. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned. Exciting things to come. All right. All right. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night, Johnny. Good night, mate. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. My name is Megan Horan. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, HollywoodGodfatherPodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather Podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.